Welcome to Burning for Marriage. We're your hosts. I'm Ryan. And I'm Christina. And we're the sages. Okay, so today we thought it would be perfect to talk. We've, we've been wanting to talk about money. We've come a long, le- a long way in the conversation about money, yes. engaging in finances with, with each other, mm-hmm. um, but most importantly, inviting God into our finances. And we have come a long way. Like We've yeah. come from having like 18 cents in our checking account to mm-hmm. being able to pay our bills right. to feeling comfortable. Right, like making a pack of ramen last two days. You know I mean? like, <laughs> yes. Yes, we have ate a lot of ramen in our financial journey. In our days, yes. Yes. So today's chat, we are titling this episode, Marital Money with the Sages. So as we have had our journey through money, we just wanted to talk about some of the things either we've found out about, whether it's statistically or things that have worked for us uh, when it comes to uh, having a budget. First, we are going to dive into the statistics. Yes, which normally I'm not very excited about statistics, but Never. I did find these and I do feel like we are part of them. Like we were, we lived them. Mm-hmm. So first, 46% of people with debt also have a mental health diagnosis and 86% of people with mental health issues in debt say that their debt makes their mental health issues worse. Would you say that's true? Uh, I definitely would. Me too. Because, I mean, you can think of it alone of just, you know, when you have money problems of just the kind of anxiety, it might get you down, might get you tense. So I would definitely say that. People with depression and debt are 4.2% more likely to still have debt at 18 months compared to their counterparts without debt. And I feel like talking about debt being on this flip side of it of we're inching closer to financial freedom. Mm -hmm. This just hits different because I feel like three, four years ago, this was like our constant. We were part of the 46% of people with debt also have a mental health diagnosis. That was literally 18 months ago. Yes. Yeah. You you know what? You're right. Yep. But so as well, couples that argue about finances at least once a week are just think that's just one, one day. Yep. I, I can think of several times we at least talked about it once during yes. the week. They are 30% more likely to get divorced. And it is the third highest reason worldwide for divorce. Yes. Which I feel like, you know, if you ever hear somebody getting divorced, how commonly are they just like, oh, we just didn't agree on money. Yeah. Or like yeah. it, was, it was money problems is what caused it. And so. But financial stress is like it's almost like the icing on top of the cake. If you are always stressed about money and you don't have trust with your partner mm-hmm. when it comes to being stewards with with your with God's money, then it is going to be that extra layer. It's like the icing on top of the cake. And so then if you're like, well, I'm also stressed financially, so why am I going to stay with this person? And yeah, all that. And so, but we realized and kind of had the determination that we were part of that thirty percent almost. Yes, because money was such a part of kind of where there was tension and one we did not welcome god in the middle of it yep uh but two we always didn't have the best ways to not only communicate with each other about it but as well um you know we each just had our separate things that we did that weren't you know the greatest habits to have yeah so we wanted to talk a little bit about you know what each of us individually kind of you know mixed into that that kind of caused tension um For me, uh, tithing was something that was never on my agenda. Uh, It was something as 
I didn't always have a strong relationship with God, so I never understood the purpose of why was I going to give a minimum of 10% of my money. Instead yeah. of it feeling like the first 10%, I treated it like the if there's any left, 10%. Yeah. Yep. Um, I would say my history with credit card debt, I know in our testimony and other things, we've talked about that, um, that just me so easily filling my selfish needs or wants with uh, credit cards at times, it caused a lot of stress because that was debt that I was racking up and it wasn't just my debt anymore. It yeah. was Christina and I's debt. Yeah. Um, I will kind of p- piggyback off of that. So um, tithing, I would say I I love to tithe, but I, would, I love to give and bless others, but I would do it without standing in agreement with my husband. Mm-hmm. I would just do it whenever I wanted. And I wouldn't even look if we had, because we didn't really have a budget. We just had a tracker. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't talk to him about the purchase or like talk to him about why I wanted to do that. I just did it because I saw it as I'm not answering to Ryan. I'm answering to me and I know that I'm doing a good thing with it. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't really, that wasn't right because I wasn't standing with my husband and chewing that and um, also standing with God with that. And then I would also say that though I would justify my credit card debt because I was a, I'm a huge thrifter. I love thrifting. I love finding stuff on a good budget, like, you know, just that clearance, that discount. And so thrifting, I would justify it and be like, well, I didn't buy it full price. I'm not like spending, yeah, I'm not spending all of that money. And my credit card debt, and I remember thrifting with my credit card. My mm-hmm. credit card debt is way smaller than Ryan's, so and I don't lie about it. So I would justify this poor behavior. Mm-hmm. As well as uh, part of me with my credit card debt, but as well as I was a victim to like the sin of envy and jealousy, and that kind of determined a lot of things I did. So a lot of people know me because I have a pretty decent sneaker <laughs> collection that accumulated quite rapidly so much Um, smaller than what it was yeah it's so much smaller than what it used to be but um a lot of that was with credit cards and a lot of it was because i liked the status of it of how people viewed and saw me Mm -hmm. i wanted to you know other people were getting the new shoes so i wanted to have them too and it had nothing to do with anything i needed it had so it was all just strictly based off envy i wanted what others had yeah uh and just of kind of it was also just fighting in a world full of wants. Yes. Um, yes. You know, with marketing, with just how everything is in commercials and stores that, you know, that they can advertise that, look at all these things that you want and need when really you don't, but it makes it, you feel so capitalized that like you want them. Like, yeah. And when really it's like, none of them are things that you actually need, but you want to be like, push it a little, be like, well, you know, we can... Yep. We'll pay off that credit card in a month or two, like if I can get it today. Yeah, and I feel like I was, um, you talked about like your sins that you kind of, uh, and sin spirits, I would say too, is like mm-hmm. I was spirit of greed, spirit of gluttony, spirit of self-righteousness. Um, I definitely spent out of spite to hide, or to hide what I was feeling. So like after mm-hmm. school, after work, I say after school because I used to be a teacher. After work. <laughs> I was yeah. like, after work, I would leave and I wouldn't even come home sometimes right away to, to go say hi to my husband. I was like, I'm going to go thrift for a couple hours and then I'll go, he, I'll grace him with my presence. Like mm-hmm. I was so self-righteous and so uh, consumed by greed as well. So mm-hmm. we were messed up. Yeah. 
Um, another thing too is having the idea of it's my money or no, it's my money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, kind of that fight of self-righteousness, selfishness, pointing the finger. Uh, it was very easy at times if, let's say, if one of us wanted something, you know, I used to get very manipulative with uh, if I was making a little more and my when my paychecks were coming in, the being like, well, you know, that's my money. Like, I deserve to you know, do this or that, or I would try to, you know, put down some of the things she would purchase because it was my money when really it's like when we got married, we got a joint account. We knew that everything, what's mine is yours, but there was still that selfishness that was trying to create a wall to yeah. that wanted to separate what was mine and hers. I think too, like I always remember when our, I don't I think it was Pastor Edgar told us that um, you're going to learn it, that you need to die to self. And I was mm-hmm. like, what? No, I'm not going to die to self. Like, I want to be my own person. But it included dying to self even with your wants. Yeah. Um, you know, physical wants that you have. And we did not do that. We were we were not interested or subscribing to that at all. Mm-hmm. So then, of course, we got to a point. This was this running this way and living this way. With all of the other things, we have come, we came to the decision that we could not operate this way. We kept operating this way. If we kept the porn addiction in in our world, if we kept um, just this distance and the selfishness, Mm -hmm. we were not going to make it to five years. We knew it. Um, So there needed to be a change. And we talk about all of these things and we share all of these things because we know there's other marriages who are at these points in different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and we just want to just highlight how much they're linked. So we came to a point where we, we just felt like God was saying, break my heart for what breaks yours. And we started to see that money and how we used it, it was all about our heart posture. Mm-hmm. It was speaking on our heart. Was I honoring my husband with how I was choosing to spend money? Was I honoring our marriage? How I was speaking about money? How I was being a steward with my money? If I answered that completely, honestly, I wasn't. Yeah. What, what would you say? <laughs> I, I also was not. Yep. Um, I mean, I think, I think too, something that we looked at is, uh, you know, the debt that we had. Like, I know each of us came in with some student loans and debt and, I had a significant amount more and it was oftentimes that, you know, that would be brought up or referenced. And so we had to come together and just make the realization like, Hey, like your debt is my debt. My debt is your debt. Yeah. And while it's one of those, I'm so sorry, I brought more into it, (laughs) but it's one of those, it became instead of a making one feel bad or addressing it in a way that it was kind of like, you know, this is now something we're going to tackle together. We're going to take care of it. And yeah, you know, and I being united. Yes, and I think so often we hear couples and friends that they don't like to talk about money and mm-hmm. um, they don't know each other's debt. They don't know their credit card debt. They, they don't, don't know their student mm-hmm. loan debt. Um, and that's to us that's scary. Now, no, not knowing where mm-hmm. we were and where we are now, to us that's scary because you have to die to self and you have to see that it is a. Though it might be a mountain, it is your mountain to climb together. Mm-hmm. Um, so at one, I remember it was summer, it was in July, it was after all the things came out with everything. 
we wrote, do you remember we, I grabbed like a, one of those like magnet post-it notes for the fridge that you can like put on the fridge and we wrote out every single debt we had. Oh, yep. Every yep. single, we looked up every single thing, our credit cards, yeah, our student loans. Every, every credit card, every, every line that we might've had. We had to really start thinking about like anything that might've been there. We wrote it out and we mm -hmm. looked at this number and we were like, oh my gosh, like I was mm -hmm. so overwhelmed. But I still remember that, I think it was in August when we paid off your Dick's Sporting credit card. Yep. We completely paid it off. And yep. I remember I was like, just like we can do this. And that's yeah. what we just started doing one card at a time. But I'm jumping ahead of myself because do we want to share the house story? Because I saw that we had it in our notes. Do we want to share the house story? Future Christina here who's editing totally forgot to mention that the house story came after we started paying off of our credit cards. So we started tackling our debt right when we decided that we were going to be fighting for our marriage, burning for marriage, starting our 90 day reset. And then the house story actually happened this year. That happened this summer. I don't think I uh, specified that and made that clear. Yeah. I feel like that's a huge part in our yeah. financial so, um So now Christina had this crazy story from that she was talking to somebody at work, someone that she ran into. Wow, that's like way going back. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just kind of had this idea of, you know, someone that had sold their, you know, they were also in a condo. They had sold it and uh, they got into, they just got themselves a smaller home just for a time period. Yeah. And, but they took that extra money that they made and they paid off all their debt. Yeah. And at first it just kind of, we kind of sat with the story and we're like, wow, that's great. And then Christina, like, you know, just, she really chewed on it, really sat with it a little bit. And yep. then I just remember her leaving me a voice <laughs> message and she was just like, hear me out. She was like, hear me out. She was like, <laughs> I think we, I think we do this. Here's why. Like God's putting on my heart, financial freedom. Yes. And which is funny because her and I have always talked that. Dreamed about Dreamed this. that if we could be debt free besides like our house. Before, before we were 30. 30 <laughs> that it would be like, it just sounded like a fairy tale. Cause it was yes. like, oh, that would be great. But it was like, oh, well though. But and then here we are, we, you know, I just never so openly accepted a, a proposal like that of just yeah. being like, she was like, you know, I think we sell our condo. We, you know, get a smaller house or just something that's manageable. Yeah. And we were like, okay. And so yeah. you know, that, that's what started our whole process of selling our house. And yeah. And it was, it's been such a journey. So we literally, Ryan didn't fight me. He said, yep. okay, let's do it. I was like, are you serious? Yes, let's do it. I came home that day and we started immediately. Like we were looking at houses. We started decluttering. Yeah, we started purging our house. Purging like. our house. Like we were like this, we're doing this. And we knew it was God. We knew it was from the Holy Spirit because everyone was fighting us. Not everyone, but 80% mm -hmm. of the people were like, why would yeah. you do that? This That's not the right time yeah, to do like that. People, because yeah. they'd be like, oh, well, because the market's bad. Oh, you guys have such a nice home and... Yeah. Of, but we just knew that we had this feeling that we were called yes. to obey in this and that God was going to take care of it. And we, um, so we started the process. We put our house up for sale and even meeting our realtor was just a God moment. Okay. Yeah. We put our house up for sale and we start looking at all these houses. We ended up bidding. Is that the correct? Yeah. Bidding yeah. on five house, five houses, I think. I believe so. Um, and every single time we kept getting outbid. Mm -hmm. And we just didn't feel like we would always just be so devastated. But then we would also just, just, it was, it would be instant. Like 
we would be able to get over it because we knew that God had something better for us. God had something better for us. And we didn't, we felt like God was giving us a number that we were going to spend on a house. So then one day we, we, after another loss of a house, we go and see this house. It's about 40 minutes away from where we are now. And it was beautiful. We loved it. I was like, wow, it's so beautiful. But um, our realtor was like, this house has a ton of bids on it. And it was already it, out of our Yeah, it, it was basically range. we would have had to gone past yeah. our comfortable range if we wanted it. And we almost thought about it. But then we realized that for how uncomfortable we felt that we were yes. like, this isn't the This move. isn't the move. So then we came home and we were eating ramen noodles. Yes, we were. <laughs> um, and I was just, Brian, I was telling Ryan, because at this point, like we were, we needed to sell our home because yeah. our home had, our, yeah, we, our, we our needed home. to find a home because our home was pending a sale. Yep. So I was like, Ryan, how about we just move into an apartment? Like I'm so sick of looking at houses. Like I was so just irritable. I was done. Yeah. Uh, I looked down and my realtor, our realtor called and I was like, I don't want to talk to her. She's going to try to show us a couple more houses. And I'm just like, I want to, tomorrow I want to let her know that we're just going to get an apartment. Then she follows up with a text and it says, are you guys busy? Because I have a weird proposition for you guys. Crazy idea. Crazy idea. So then. Yeah. She, uh, Christina was just like, well, she was like, well, why don't you like, will you call her? And I was just like, okay. So I called her. And I, so I called her and she was just kind of like, Hey, so my husband and I, we were thinking originally of selling our house in the spring, just kind of looking at other houses. And she was like, it's within your guys' price range. And if you guys wanted to at least come take a look at it, you could come look tonight. Granted, it was 930 at night. And I had a ramen noodle in my hair. Yeah. And we just kind of looked at each other. She gave us the the address, so we like saw where it was, and so we we decided we just, to go. We just went, and when we got there, I like immediately welled up. And like now, like thinking of this moment, like I mm-hmm. I cannot think of a. We got the home. <laughs> I cannot yeah. think of another home like this is our home. Yeah. But when we walked in, it was like. The Holy Spirit just was like, finally, finally, like he mm-hmm. was preparing our realtor to sell her home and her husband to sell their home. And like, we were trying to rush into all these other homes, but he had this home waiting for us all along. Yeah. So not only were we able to purchase this home, yep. um, which got, we have a closer distance to our place of work. Yeah. Cause originally we were looking to, you know, be have more of a commute to where we work from and so this actually reduced it yeah we still got to be like within you know five minutes of like our family yes so not only were we able to do that but one of the most exciting things and why we share this is we were able to pay off our student loans and our credit card debt Mm -hmm. and able to buy a new car um brian's uh mom allowed us to buy her, his late dad's car yep. and then um fix our current vehicle yeah because that was the because that was the main thing we wanted from this was to sell our condo to take anything that we would make to still have a down payment but be able to pay off our credit cards any debt that we had and yep. we literally everything that we went through because that was such a process we had like just enough yes. god gave us just <laughs> enough that we paid off all of our credit cards 
was able to pay off like our you know massive student loan amount. Yep. And so now the only debt that we have in our name right is, now is our house. Is the house. And that is just it's just like so surreal guys because that shouldn't have happened mm-hmm. this year. The year that I leave my full-time job, I mm-hmm. work a third of the amount that I normally worked and um just how God just like just was orchestrating and, this. And needless to say, like along the way, there was numerous times yes. that Christina and I could have stopped. Yeah. Because there was roadblocks, whether if it was opinions, whether if it yes. was things not going well. Um, so there was various situations that we could have decided, you know what, maybe this wasn't something from God and yeah. pulled away. But we just kept being faithful throughout just being like no we know that a way will be provided we just have to be faithful in it and we kept moving and trust in his faithfulness because what made and why we share this part of our this in our financial story is because we before were not operating as husband and wife united with christ in the center of our finances it was Mm -hmm. his money and my money but when we decided to team up and we when we became like Teresa always says team sage um we were able to see this goal of ours that we want to strive for financial freedom and we were able to walk it and encourage each other because there were so many days where I was down. I was like, no, we can't do this. This is crazy. Or Ryan was down. No, we can't do this. And God knew that it was going to happen. It always happened on like our off days. Like Ryan was super hype and when I was down or vice versa. So he used us to speak life into each other in this situation be like, no, keep one foot in front of the other. You're going to be okay. Yep. So, uh, not only for what got us there, but along this way, we knew that we had to make sure that we were right in our budgets on an everyday basis Yeah. to make sure that, Hey, this credit card debt doesn't come back <laughs> to make <laughs> yeah. sure that all yep. of these things that we need to be good stewards with our money. Yes. So, you know, we have our budget because we've always had a joint savings and checking account. Yes. And so just making sure, you know, we both have access, we mm-hmm. both monitor it. Um, we spend most Sundays. Yep. At some point, we at least, re- you know, we'll go over our budget. Yes. We will go over, you know, recent purchases and stuff just to make sure that we're on the same page. Like, hey, like we didn't miss anything during the week. Yep. Um, Yes, and this is something that we did too. The kind of like before I wasn't really engaging into the budget and I never looked no. at it. Where now, like, I look at it, I, I have it up at my work computer, like, I mm-hmm. have it up. Um, so like on Thursday through Saturday, which I need to be better about, but Christina may I will make the edits and changes in the budget. So if there's like a spending, any spending that day, I'll add it to the budget or, um, Vice versa. So then on Sunday through Wednesday, Ryan does that. He'll edit, make changes to the budget. And we like to communicate about what we're spending. So it's not every single purchase, but if we go over $25, then we just have a quick little conversation. Hey, I would Mm -hmm. really like to get this for the cats. Like the other day, I bought some stuff for the cats. Is that okay? And he was like, sure. It's if it's in the budget, but just so we can communicate and agree on it. But yeah, but but a lot of times, like if, you know, Christina might be at work or I might be at work and if if she's getting a coffee or I'm getting a snack and it's, you know, something that's a small amount, it's usually not a big deal, especially yeah. when we know that, you know, we it's are in an okay state. But uh, a, a major thing that's helped us is making the budget the bad guy. So yes. as you figure out your categories, how you want everything spread out, 
of it is no longer a Christina isn't letting me getting in or I'm not yes. letting her get something. It is the budget isn't. Yeah. That anytime we have these questions of something we want to get, it's kind of like let's check the budget. Yep. And exactly. then we see how much we have in those categories, and if there's enough, great. Yeah. You know, we that's something we can do. But if we don't, you know, that gives us both the understanding to know that hey, it's not their fault, it's not my fault, it's just that it's just not in the budget. We yeah. just have to wait. I think too, what is awesome, and I would highly encourage, is doing paying bills together. Don't be oblivious. Of say the word for me. Oblivious. Oblivious. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, to what what you need to pay and what is upcoming. So we have a joint calendar on our iPhones that shows us what bills are upcoming, and we just communicate like, hey, we got to pay this bill today. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's a it's a joint it's a teamwork. Yeah, because I I would definitely say. the years when it was just me managing the budget, uh, that that was definitely some of the times of temptation for me to want to yeah. kind of give myself wiggle room or whatever it was. Because if I knew Christina wasn't involved in it, that I knew I was like, okay, I can give myself a few more dollars here or anything like that. But having that conversation, working on it together, um, yeah, you know, not only it makes it so you're keeping each other accountable that you know she's not just spending crazy and neither am I but as well as that we both know when bills are due we both know you know when like what days they're due on how much they typically are yeah uh because something you know I was helping my mother when my father passed away of kind of figuring out what bills she has and just realizing there was so many she didn't know what the accounts were she didn't know what their bills were through so Christina and I wanted to know that Yes. Each of us know what accounts we have, how to access them. So, you know, if anything were to have happened, that is suddenly not like one of us is clueless when yeah. it comes to our finances. Yep. And I, I never want to be clueless. I, I, I love knowing. I love I, I love do. paying bills now. I know you do. <laughs> she Yeah, that's her favorite thing. Is she's like, can we pay bills? And I'm like, I sure. It's I guess. like, why are you like this? I don't know. It just like, it's thrilling. It makes me feel accomplished. But all that to say, we love our budget. We tweak and make changes like we're going to probably sit down this Sunday and just make a few tweaks because we have a couple new bills with our new house and everything, Mm -hmm. but we love it. It's brought so much peace and um, just so much freedom in our marriage. And we're so excited to hit our next goal. We, one of our next big goals is we want to, we want to get our house painted. We want to, um, you know, we have like a baby savings. Um, And so we just, that's just fun stuff to save for. And now Mm -hmm. that our debt is gone, we can do fun things like that. And and especially to see just, you know, I know our baby savings, it was something that started as just, it is such a small percent that goes in there, but just over time, over the last year or so, just to see where it's at now that it is that constant, you don't think it's growing, but when you're diligent about it, like it really does grow. Yes. But, um, so I guess overall just... You know, evaluate how you've been viewing money. Yeah. Um, whether if it's selfishly, whether if it's, you know, identifying it as her money or your money, um, or even if it's just for yourself, you know, if, if you are someone single looking at this, like just yeah. being, you know, diligent about how you're handling your money um, with your significant other. Uh, the, you know, the world is going to be full of lies and envy and yes. something wants to tempt you every day. I yeah. get promotional emails probably 20 times a day <laughs> uh, of just whether if it's discounts and deals and offers and there's always going to be something else to buy. Yeah. None of that stuff's going anywhere. 
But. Yes. And I would say, ladies, talk to your men about money. You are just as important in that conversation and your presence is needed. And they want your presence in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just say, like, just as much as I feel like the, the world says, like, men navigate money, yeah. women do too. Yeah. Because there is some women that actually handle it better yeah. in uh, marriages where there's some marriages I know that, the you know, the wife does the majority of the finances yeah. and the men just kind of contribute. And I will say that me stepping into the finances, I feel like it really leveled us out, don't you think? No, I think I, I think was so. the missing ingredient. Well, God so. was the missing ingredient. Um, I say we are simply managers of God's resources. Yes. Yes. Uh, so at the end of the day, our money is not really our money. It is yep. just resources and money of God's that we use. Uh, and that is also why that, you know, I think tithing and giving, which is such a staple in our budget of just yep. something that we love looking at, you know, what we're able to, uh, whether if it's to bless others, to uh, just pour back into, you know, his kingdom, his people. And so we just know that that's so important because that's what he would want us and to do. And it's so peace giving to no longer see it as our money i can't explain the peace it is because it's like Mm -hmm. i look at our account and i'm like well you know when we do do the giving and we do the bless we're blessed to bless thing it's so easy because it's like this is Mm -hmm. not ours anyway yeah it's not um but also our last little tip is when you're making your budget when you're following your budget you're gonna give yourself some grace you will have times where especially when you're first getting started yeah it's hard to see like just the numbers grow so slowly, but once you get a couple weeks in, a couple months in, just keep the course, keep the course, yeah. keep tweaking, keep reevaluating, start over if you have to. Mm-hmm. Don't let the enemy get you off that budget. Yeah, we, we have had to restart our budget mm-hmm. at least four or five times. So yep. it is it is not to say that hey, just do it once and you're good to go. Like no, we've had times where. You know, we both looked at each other and been like, we haven't done it in like a month. And yeah. so, you know, we just had to reevaluate and just, you know, it's it's a discipline. You got to be disciplined okay. first to do it. And then the desire will come. Yes, yes. So that's what we have about money chats. I will say, uh, and marital money, I will say that Ryan absolutely loves making budgets. So if you're ever interested, you can always message us because we love ours and we don't do it on any fancy app. We use Google Spreadsheets is free. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because as well, because that gives us access so we can both see it on our phones. Yes. And so anywhere we are. But uh, do you mind if I close this in prayer? Absolutely. Go ahead. Okay. So do you have me follow? I just want to pray that we just want to be stewards of your resources, that we want to stand together, whether it fits individually, in our marriages, um, that we just want to stand in agreement for uh, what you are calling us to be disciplined with your uh, with your resources, that we are um, that we are handling them accordingly, that we are not giving into selfish and temptation desires, that we are being good stewards and making sure that we are tithing, that we are giving because mm-hmm. because you call for our first 10% because you have done so much for us. You have that sacrifice for us, that you are so faithful to us, that that is the least that we can do. And that we just want to be, we eventually want to be fervent givers. We want to be, um, because you pour an overflowing into our lives, that we want that overflow yes, to pour absolutely. into others. I want to pray for those who may be struggling with a feeling of, you know, the amount of debt, the amount of, 
um, pressure that the world may be putting around them that they feel like they, they are just in a financial chokehold mm. that that nothing else can get them out of it but that they simply just need to surrender it to you yes, and like, it doesn't mean yes. that, that it won't be challenging it doesn't mean that it won't be hard but just to know that they don't have to do it alone that they can do it with you on their side that they can do it with their partner that they can do it by themselves that this is something that they are able to tackle and it is a discipline that they will have to work with but we just want to uh, pray for them pray for um, the strength in it because we have been there and it is challenging but we know um, the fruits of your faithfulness and your grace in our life and so we just want to pray that to others as well but uh, we love you and we praise you and in your name we pray amen amen thank you holy spirit for being present today guys we hope you have a blessed week start that budget and we will talk to you guys in our next episode see you later guys